All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of The Winner's Circle, where losers go home and winners find a way to win every single day. We are your hosts, Nicholas Camby and Anthony Furman, and we welcome you. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Anthony. Great intro. As so, how, how's your weekend? Great, uh, great uh, performances all <laughs> around at the on, on the, the latest Clash Super Series. Yeah, I'll tell you what, um, these athletes came out, and on top of the athletes competing for the Clash spots, we had American deadlift records set in both the 64-kilo women and the 180-kilo men. We had Sean Schumacher and Michael Bartos battling it out head-to-head on a max deadlift, which is something nobody's ever seen. They live in the same city, and they've never went head-to-head on a deadlift. And Mark Bartos is a pretty well-known deadlifter wow. as well. Um, so that was exciting. Sean barely missed out on a new American record of 890 pounds. Um, he got to win at his knees, and he just got stuck. But how, how he, you know, I don't know if you guys addressed this, but he pulled the most in a competition um, and, and not in a suit, right? Right. So did he establish a non-suit record? So I thought I thought about that, but after consulting, you know, uh, my partner's Zika, Sean, it's not worth splitting hairs. Well, not splitting hairs, but just like technically, is that the be- the best? Yes, probably. So what what was the second? So what was the second attempt? Was that eight fifty five? That was eight fifty five, and he smoked it. Um, right. He was gonna go just a straight four hundred kilos, and I was like, Adam Dirks did four hundred two. You might as well. Do, if you're gonna do four hundred, you might as well throw ten more pounds. You know, just knock it out. Yeah. Um, he told me that what he wanted was nine twenty five. That's what's his target. That's cool. I mean, it's great when you think about that. He weighed in at under 105 and he wanted to pull 925 without a belt and suit. Hey, that's what that's what big boy Josh Silvis pulled at America's Strongest Man was 925. And he's close. He's 20 pounds away from uh, being 500 pounds. So I know it's amazing. You know, this is and this is another reason I, I you know for years I've wanted to highlight the 105 so much. It's just it's pounding the kind of strength this class has in not only in relation to body weight, but just in relation in relation to being a human, they're strong. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But as you know, we, we talked about like, for instance, like Tyson, he pulled up to like 400 kilos, 880, uh, without a, without a suit. And then yeah. now we see 855. So that's a good standard for just for any strong man. If you want to see how, where you can push it, but now Sean's putting out the, the standard for the American. So 855 yeah. is in, in competition is pretty cool. So mid, mid 800 pull without a suit is where you want to be at. If you want to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, but speaking about number one, my boy, Mike O'Connor, taking the wind, very confident. He, he just he had a great training session coming off that torn bicep, but he, you know, he put that in the past and just focused on the, his goals and pounded it. it just, yeah. He had, just, he had a great show. I'll tell you, um, Jesse Nelson was, I mean, Jesse had a great show. He had the one that sucked as he broke my heart is his farmer got stuck on the mat when he dropped it the one time. And he couldn't pick it back up because it was like lodged in the mat. And I've never seen that. Like a stall mat came up like on the ground. And like, and I was like, that, that cost him about eight points. Oh, really? oh. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Mike kind of earned that. But, I'm, but like Jesse was also, they were like battling, you know, Mike and, and, and uh, Jesse. Um, and also, I mean, Jesse came back and pushed him on that stone. And Mike came out and did three reps. He had to. And I loved it. Like, we talk all the time about finishing, about knowing what you need to do and being able to perform when it counts. And Michael Connor did that against great athletes. And I think he's going to be very dangerous if he can stay healthy. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you know there's a lot of times those, those runs, they have little things happen like that. But that's why yep. you can't drop, can't drop it. You got to get it. And kudos to Jesse. 
he he recovered. I mean, you know, most people, a lot of people get upset and let that affect him. But Jesse came out and he still performed very well the last two events. So give it up. For, I got to give it up for Jesse for not letting that affect his performance. Cool. And um, then uh, in the third final, in the course of the third person going to the clash, uh, we have Michael Colatari. I don't have his name in front of me. Got Calamari. I messed up. Colorado. Is it Colorado? I messed up his name so much, man. Mr. Me, uh, sorry, Mr. Me, I don't have your last name in front of us, but congratulations on uh, making it to the big show. And, and what, what warms my heart about this is he, he's traditionally a USS guy, um, mm. and he's never really competed against the elite. Did he? Did he uh, take second behind Michael Cognon last year? Yep. All right, all right, that makes sense. Right. Yep. And so, like, him coming out, like, and like Michael, these guys coming out and throwing it in and, and bringing everybody together across all of the sport you're seeing the best and it's amazing absolutely <laughs> anthony do you want to introduce our guest for today yeah we are, i'm very excited so we are hosting the second best anthony on the podcast anthony san lorenzo um if you guys don't know him he's he won national he pulled one nationals with dustin lloyd last two years ago now maybe two nationals ago um very very good strong man. he's been around i'm never he's been around for years and just finally pieced it all together the past couple of years and he's very dangerous very strong, very passionate about the sport, um, and he's a winner. So we want to talk to him. And he's punched his ticket to Clash on the Coast 2022 he finals. He so be very exciting. Um, announcements on my end, if you're of course again, in, if you're in the Southern Massachusetts, uh, Northern Rhode Island area, I have my um, a few spots left for my press seminar. So win the press, win the show, uh, and that's held over at Top Strength. So Mrs. Mrs. Steve over there, if you're interested. Yeah, um, like li- listen. If you're that, if you're within what, five hours of that area, if you're in you, a day, of- <laughs> yeah, if you're within a day drive, you need to go. Like, I don't care if Camby is a 105 or a, a 200 kilo guy. Everyone can learn from him how to press. All weight classes, all genders. Go learn from this man. He's literally the best in the world at it. And then my my commitment for Saturday is that I'm, I'm leaving the dog at the grandmother's. I'm there until everybody learns how to leaves that building that knows better that before they walked in they're gonna know how to press when they leave that building so find someone more committed commitment for sunday i love it i love it so that's what we're gonna do and then um and of course maybe we're talking about it but there's my new italian stallion sweatshirt with the strength sweet strengthly logo on the back i love it pretty pretty fresh love it i'm gonna have to good i'm gonna have to do a flama blanca one here soon Uh, no one wants that Okay. Uh, I'll be, be the first one. I I, I would want a blue, the blue white flame. They forgot about the Blanc already. It's okay. It's, well, it's been did the Flamme Blanc have a mustache back back in the day. Back he in, didn't. No. But he reinvented himself. What's the mustache version of the Flamme Blanca? It's, it's still the Flamme Blanc. Don't you worry. I got to explain <laughs> that. Uh, anything on your end, Anthony? Yeah, big week coming up. Uh, all the online qualifiers to fill the rest of the slots for the Pro Series. Um, we have a few slots open for the 82-kilo women at, at Hilton Head, 64-kilo women, the 80-kilo men, the 90-kilo men, and the 91-kilo women. Um, you know, we had over 276 athletes sign up across the weight classes, which blew my mind. Um, humbled every day at the, at the support, and nonstop support for this, which is amazing. Um and they're all fighting for a very few spots. So it's, it's going to be very competitive. They're not going to know the events until Thursday and they have till Sunday to upload for three weeks straight. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a test of overall strength because you can't really prep for it. Wow. So good luck to everybody. 
Yeah, good luck to everyone. Absolutely. So a few moments we'll have Anthony coming on. So stay tuned and stay square. And and also don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Click the buttons. Guys, part two. We have Anthony San Lorenzo. Anthony, for thank you for coming on. If you Thanks guys don't me. know. You, oh, thanks, Anthony. If you guys don't know uh, Anthony, he's he is the recent winner of the Clash on the Rockies, um, the Super Series out in Denver. Um, he was also a co-nationals winner with Justin Loy in 2020 at 231, and he's a two-time qualifier for the the big show for the Clash on the Coast Finals. So, Anthony, welcome. Yeah, thank you, so man. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> San Lorenzo. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, we have, we have a lot of good questions today. Um, we're going to start off with, of course, talking a little bit about winning. We got some questions from the fans. Anthony has his, uh, of course, bundle of goodies in, in his bag. So he's going to ask. So um, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's get right into it. Get into it. So how's the off season? Um, it's been good, man. Like I was saying earlier, I gained a little bit of weight over the holidays. I think that's pretty normal. Um, so, yeah. Tell, how, tell, tell the how fans. Your, dude, how long are your holidays? Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> shit. I mean, um Clash of the Rockies was right before Halloween. So basically Clash of the Rockies happened and then uh I was kind of checked out mentally. Yes, yeah, yesterday was MLK Day, it's another holiday, so I guess it never ends. Yeah. Um, but I've been getting back into it recently. I've been kind of having some gym drama here locally, I should say. We've we've recently moved back to a different gym. We were training at a Blacklist for a while. Mm. Blacklist closed. We moved to this place called 212. They were really good to us. They kind of took in all of us and our equipment and everything. Um, and then a buddy of mine, Justin Menning, he's the USS state rep for Colorado, yeah. um, just bought a gym, uh, Iron Warrior, where I started my strongman career. Um, so now within the last week or so, I'm going back to Iron Warrior um, since Justin's taken it over. So I've kind of had a little bit of... Um, I don't know what to say. Like, it just hasn't really been settled until the last maybe week or so, and now we can really start digging into training for Clash and uh, Clash and Coast. Wouldn't it? That's, that's that's important. You know, a lot of people don't realize it's tough. You don't have a consistent environment to train at a high level, compete at a high level. Um, it really is a lot to be said to having your your space. I don't yeah. like calling it a safe space, but it is a safe. Space. You know, when you're comfortable there, you know the people, you know where the, you know you just know where to go. It's not you don't feel rushed. You, you know, it's your place. Right. So. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that, man. It's very important. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really happy to be back at Iron Warrior. I think they're changing the name to Iron Titan. You know, Justin's a great guy. Um, we have basically anything that you could ask for um, from a strongman perspective over there. So I, I think this is really going to be a good spot for me and for the community and, and for training. You have 800 pounds of cheddar cheese blocks to deadlift? <laughs> cheddar cheese blocks? So you don't have everything. Okay. Yeah, we don't have everything then. <laughs> Anthony, what uh, what goals do you have for this off season? Is anything any big big weights you want to hit for this off season going into the clash, or like what do you have planned for your training? Um, I'm going to do a local show here, um, the Shamrock Showdown on March 12th. I'm going to do it as a super heavyweight. Um, they have a max deadlift at that event. It would be really nice to pull 800 um, March 12th. Um, I know we also have that max circus dumbbell at clash on the coast. Um, if I don't set a world record in that, I'd like to get as close as I possibly can. Well, it's not, so, no, it's not, a, it's not a max circus dumbbell. Uh, for it's, not, 
It might be for some for people. It might be for some people, but it should be for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what? I think I got confused because I saw there was the max for the qualifier. Yeah, yeah that right. was for the yeah the international qual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, work on my circus dumbbell. I'd like to hit an 800 deadlift. Um, I think those are some of the bigger goals for me. I'd like to make the the um, the finals or the podium at Clash in the Coast. Um, you know, last year didn't really perform the way I wanted to, and that's okay. You know, it happens. Not every show can be your best one. Um, but I'm feeling a little bit more seasoned, a little more experienced. You know, within this last year or so. Um, so you know, is it out of the realm of possibility? No. Is it a shoe in No. <laughs> um, so, you know, if the work is there and everything's done right, I can do it. I know I can. I mean, that's the beauty of the show. You have so many athletes with such a wide variety of events. Basically, nothing's a shoe in um, yeah. yeah. Hell, they're still throwing events. So, Camby might not make the finals. You never know. Um, I, every, every, I have to take it every time, Camby. I can't, uh, can't right. stop. Dude, I can't throw either. Also, it's fine. I, I want to rewind a little bit here. Sure. The events were released to you guys. I, I, I guess I didn't read it then or whatever. I don't know, man. I got 10 million things going on. Every time I open my phone and look at Instagram, it's like a new post from Strengthly or Clash Series or whatever. Well, we, we got stop news. Yeah. <laughs> news yeah. every day. News. <laughs> so much stuff going on, man. You know? Hey, Anthony, I would think that. Uh, how close do you think you are to like a 400 pound overhead? I feel that that's, that's out of like a lot of the guys right now. I feel like that's something that would be in your wheelhouse compared to maybe like a, like a Justin or a Dan Hughes or something <laughs> where they're more like dead, deadlift dominant. Um, over this summer, I hit a 350 log. Um, I think it was like July or August. Um, so, I mean, again, I think 400 isn't out of the realm of possibility. You know, it's going to take some work. How about, um, like, how about like a barbell out of, out of the rack? Have you, have you gone heavier on that? I haven't even tried that, to be honest. I've hit a 350 log, uh, you know, full clean and press from the floor. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, I'd like to maybe give a little bit more than that and go I, out of the rack and see. It sounds out. like he needs his blessed press. So, when, well, blessed. yeah, well, t- Terry, Terry knows what's up. So, t- Terry, when you, when you listen to this and you digest it and all, you, you can put some more push presses and get them to the 400s. Well, Terry could also read the book of Cammy and then use that as a guide. Uh, uh, yes. As well as the book of Cammy, you can find that on the Strength League with more programs coming out from the book of Cammy. Um, so, Anthony, tell us how it was growing up as a young Italian boy, a young, talented strength athlete in New Jersey. Tell us. Well, your- my gram- my grandma was only my grandma was only Italian one. Uh, oh, I'm actually Italian, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Campy and I got vowels at the end of our last name. Where's your vowel? Ooh. My grandma's maiden name Orlando. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um. Well, growing up, I played football, lacrosse. Um, I was always pretty active. I was always in the gym. I was usually like one of the stronger people in the gym. And um, that has kind of helped push me into strength sports like powerlifting and strongman. Um, You know, I um, lifted all through high school, a little bit in college. And then after college um, is when I really started getting into it. started doing powerlifting and I did two years of powerlifting. So I did 2013, 2014. Um, and then in 2016, I did my first strongman competition. So 
we're coming up on six years here uh, competing in, in Strongman. Wow, oh, time flies. Sure I go back and look at those pictures and like, I did a contest here. Um, so my first contest was May 2016. Uh, Stan Carradine was one of the judges. I knew him because he's a local guy. Um, but Robert Oberst was at this contest taking pictures with people. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, why do people care about him? <laughs> you know, was, I was so new to it. I just didn't know. Was that in Greeley? Yeah. I was there. You were there too. So you didn't even know who you were. <laughs> well, I was nobody. I, I, I was just some fat fuck at that point. That's, I lived in Colorado still at that point. I, uh, yeah, I was, um, my first show was in Parker Days in 2015, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was the uh, American Tribute. It was May 2016. Yep. We had I was, yeah. Dumbbell. We had some sandbag carry medley. Um, shit, I don't know the rest of them. But yeah, that's cool. I didn't even know you were there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So that was my first show. And then I tried to do as much as I possibly could in those kind of following years. And then I think once I started, competing at a higher level you know like made it to nationals and the arnold and stuff i kind of was a little bit more don't put that don't put in it don't put air quotes it's a big accomplishment that was at the time that was high level now was it the was the jersey inside of you that drove you to success i guess (laughs) i guess um i would like to be competitive and i don't like the idea of other people being stronger than me (laughs) so I guess just, that's just, kind of what's pushed me in the gym. Just to piggyback on the jersey thing, um, is it a hero or a sub? Ooh, that's a good question. I'd probably call it a hero. Uh, it depends. I think it depends on what deli you go to and what they call it. You know, All right, is it is it water or water? Water. Mm. How about pork roll or Taylor ham? How about that one? Uh, well, well, they both isn't that both jersey? Yeah, yeah. North Jersey calls it uh, Taylor Ham. South Jersey calls it pork roll. So South Jersey's wrong. There's a South Jersey. Yeah, so like that's like where the, where the casinos are, Atlantic City. Oh, uh, makes that makes sense. Never mind. So, and then like you have like the Philadelphia Shore, right? And, and that's part of Jersey. Right, right, right. Uh, now, did you ever go down to the Belmont? Go to DJ's? Go to happy hour? Fist pump? Drink some um, Long Islands? I've never specifically been to DJs, but like I've been to Long Beach Island. I've, you know, my aunt and uncle have a place in Point Pleasant. So, you know, I've been all up and down the Jersey Shore for sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, Jersey's like two square miles, man. That whole state is so tiny. It's- <laughs> well, I, I have a special heart for, for Jersey. I, I always enjoyed the shore. I went down a few, a few times with a few good wrestling buddies from Northern Jersey. So, always yeah. it made, always had a fun time in yeah. the Jersey. Yeah. You wrestled in college, right? Where'd you go? To, where'd you go to uh, Roger, Roger Williams. So it was made up a lot of like Massachusetts and New Hampshire and Jersey guys. It was pretty much like the was Dude, Connecticut. Anthony, he, he wrestled Brock Lesnar. Did you really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I could have rolled with that. He's like, yeah, yeah I, lap dropped, I lap dropped him into the stands and I told him, get out of the club, Brock Lesnar. Damn it, right. Candy. You could have, have rolled with that. See, I'm trying to help you. Uh, next right. time. All right, well, let's get back on track and focus on Anthony, right? The, yes, please. Cool, cool Anthony, not Anthony Furman. All right. Uh, so, Anthony, so you've at this point, you've had some noble wins in your career. Um, what's some similarities between all your wins right now? Man, you ask really good questions. Um, <laughs> oh, man. What did you do that were similar? Well, so I think my first big win – was when I tied with Justin and um, we won nationals 
Uh, I really wanted a big deadlift going into that. I ended up splitting the deadlift with a three-way tie with Chad Kurian and Frank Provenzano. Um, so I worked really hard to kind of get to that, that deadlift, knowing that that being the last event, if I could do well in that, that would really be a good opportunity to make up some points. Um, that was also my first event that ever had a throw in it. Uh, so I had never trained a throw until 2020. <laughs> um, and I think you could tell because I missed the last bag on that one. Um, was that the three bag throw? Was that they had? It was four. And I got three of the four. Um, the only thing that saved me was I got three quick, you know. Um, I mean, that's always, that's always what you want to do with the bag draws. Everyone watching, get what you can quick. And then, you know, go for broke on the last, you know, depending on you, because you have, you know what you're going to do is going into that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like with a throw too, it's not like you're going to pull it out of your ass comp day, you know, like it goes or it doesn't. Yep. It goes or it doesn't. Um, Clash in the Rockies was another big one for me. You know, it was cool that it was here and it was local. Um, a lot of these events were really good for me. Um, that overhead medley, I feel like I did really well in that one. You know, the deadlifts is a good event for me. Farmers tends to be a good event for me. Um, the stone event at the end, I got four reps on that. Um, had never picked up a stone that heavy before in my life. So that was cool to get four there. That's um, pretty awesome. So what, so you hit four at 385? Yeah. And then, so prior in training, what, what was your best like uh, set or like rep? Um, the heaviest stone I had to train with was a 350. So mm-hmm. I was pretty consistently hitting the 350 for five in a minute. So okay. I knew that the five was realistic. All right. So that, that equated to four with yeah. 35, five, 35 pounds heavier. So cool. Mm-hmm. I always like mm-hmm. that, like that, that peaking dynamic. So, so, so just, get, I'm sorry, just get a little more back on focus. Those two wins we're talking about, what did you do? Like specifically, cause you, I mean, you've lost a lot too. We all have, right. We all win yeah, a lot. We all have. You yeah. all win little and lose a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. What those two competitions where you put it all together, like, were there similarities those days you know what I mean? Like, what were the similarities that brought you to the moment, to the victorious moment? Did you eat the same foods? Did you... Did Was it a confidence thing? Was it a mental... Was it a mindset? I think it was a confidence thing, like, knowing that I could. Like, knowing it was there. Yeah. Also, something that I stress a lot, you know, I coach some people locally, and, and this is how I like to compete, is you can be strong as shit, but if you don't know how to play the game, it's not going to work. Right. So you have to understand how to manipulate these implements and how to get the best score you possibly can in each event. Right. Like I I see a lot of people go out there and just give 110 percent on each event, but maybe they're kind of blowing their load a little bit too early, so to speak. Right. So I, I put a lot of emphasis in understanding how to play the game, understanding what we're doing as athletes, because it's a little bit more than just being strong. You know, of course, they say like the strongest person will win and they should, but you should know how to play the game that, that, that we all play here. So I, I try to approach competitions with that mindset, um, you know, understanding each event, having a plan going into each event um, and just trying to execute that plan the best that I can. Um, I think Clash in the Coast, I had one mess up after another. And then by the end of it, I was just checked out, you know, like the first event, I dropped the 300 hand farmers. Why, you know, how did that happen? Cause then if you watch my 300 farmers at clash in the Rockies, I felt like I flew with that. 
Um, so, you know, like, why did that happen? Um, the block press that I didn't get that, you know, mentally that really messed with me because I was going into that overhead event thinking like, okay, this is where I'm going to make up my points. I know circus dumbbell is a good event for me. And had I moved on to the circus dumbbell, I'm really confident I would have won that particular event, but I didn't. So I think it was like one mess up after another, just kind of pushed me in the direction that I didn't want to be in. You know, I think, I think what I saw with a lot of athletes at Clash, just from an outside perspective, um, as an athlete seeing things, I think that a good amount of you guys weren't used to having, like, interviews the day before, having to have a little bit out of your routine, you had to do some media stuff. Can, I, can I add it? There were interviews that you never used in the B-roll, and we're still waiting for those <laughs> interview footage to come to come to light. So we had some good answers. We did. We had some great answers. Um, blame TJ. Uh, are, they, are, they um, still, are they still alive? Yeah, yeah, they're alive. We should, we're going to find a way to use them. We're going to set up a little better this time, do actual photos, kind of like a day of worlds where they have you pose and you guys can share it. You know, some cool stuff like that. We got a lot. We learned a lot. Maybe we can put all the paisans in one picture. No. Um, <laughs> but also, oh, yeah, being, being, we have, tro- think- being in a tropical environment, honestly, tropical environment at a very nice hotel, You, it's not like you weighed in and then went back to your hotel and sat in your room all day. Um, the way the events were run was very different. The type of events were very different than what people most. It's, so I think a lot of that, honestly, you know, had a more of an impact than you, than you planned. Yeah. Um, Dude, I agree a hundred percent. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I, like, yeah. I, I, th- like I think you were just, you were just starstruck with all the stars. there, like Nick Camby, Martins, Nick Camby. Uh, well, <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, it was a big deal. You guys all knew, I, you know, all knew how big a deal it was. You knew there was a chance to be on ESPN. It's like it's a lot of pressure on top of taking you out of your normal routine. Yeah. If you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. You know, and... and I didn't anticipate winning 2020 nationals. I went into that show saying a pro card is realistic. Let's get the pro card. I ended up doing better than I anticipated. Awesome. You know, but then you guys invited me to this show. And when I got the invite, I was like, holy shit, these are all people that I've looked up to. And like people I've wanted to compete at their level. And now here I am. And how did we get here? 
you know, so I think it was really my first show competing at that level and my first show with that kind of like fanfare and cameras and interviews. And, you know, I think it was just a lot. It was something new and like granted one of the best weekends of my entire life. I had an absolute blast that weekend, regardless of how I performed, like getting to meet everybody, you know, make new friendships and build relationships and, you know, rubbing elbows with awesome people. Like one of the best weekends of my life, hands down. Here, I plan on being not as fat so I can actually take my shirt off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what was missing last year. <laughs> yeah, me shirtless was missing because I was so fat and I was like, oh, this look at these guys. <laughs> it's the right type of thickness. <laughs> I mean, I personally was missing a shirtless Furman. Don't worry, he'll be back this year because. Furman's for Flama Blanca's back. You guys are going to get Flama Blanca this this after party. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anthony, uh, before your time, young Anthony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a little before me. Yeah. All right, cool, Anthony, not Anthony Furman. What's your favorite Italian dish? Furman or me? No, uh, cool, Anthony. Which one? We're not both Anthony. pretty cool. Not, not Anthony. Thank you, thank you, Anthony. <laughs> our guest um oh man what's my favorite um i was just in jersey last week visiting family and i had a very nice zuba de pesh it was delicious can you explain to our listeners what that is um it's a red sauce over pasta with shellfish uh squid calamari things like that is it calamari or is it the the calamad galama i you know when I'm not in my parents' house, I just usually say calamari. But is it, yeah, is it prosciutto calamari. or is it prosciutto? It's prosciutto. <laughs> hey, Camby, ask me what my favorite Italian dish is. All right, hold on, give me a second. Anthony Furman, what's your favorite Italian dish? Prego. <laughs> <laughs> but out of the can, not out of the glass bottle. <laughs> you get that nice tinny flavor from the can. It's awesome. The old Italy taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some Chef Boyardee raviolis just to just yeah. to Oh, that's a good idea. Put Prego on beefaroni. Yeah. Italy. Yeah. And then uh, Kraft Parmesan cheese out of the green bottle. You might as well see cheese was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anthony San Lorenzo. Yes, sir. What does it take to win? Champions are willing to do what others are not. Great you need phrase. to be willing to do what the other people won't. You just have to, you know, when people ask like, how do you do these crazy cuts? It's like, cause I need to, because if I don't, then I, I don't win. So you, you have to do the things that other people don't want to do. You have to spend the time in the gym. You have to learn the implements. You have to learn how to lift efficiently and not get hurt. So you can continue to get better. Right. You have to do the physical therapy and the rehab work. Um, I need to be better about eating. I stress that on pretty much every podcast I've ever done. <laughs> um, but that's part of it, too. But I say it all the time, right? Like champions are willing to do what others aren't. And, and that's it. You got to be able, willing to do what someone might find uncomfortable or not willing to go that extra that extra yard. That's awesome. Well, I agree. I agree with that 100%. All right. Nick, do you concur? I, I concur. I, that, was a be- that was beautiful. That could be, yeah. uh, that's good. That's what we're going to use to 
to promote this podcast because that's a great answer if anyone's listening. Um, Anthony, um, you know, you've been coached. We've all been coached by Terrence Rady, the strongman influencer. Um, mm-hmm. But in his coaching style, what has he helped you the most? Um, like technique tweaks. He's really good at like looking at someone's body and, and determining the best way or the most efficient way for them to lift something. Um, when I first, first started with him, I thought I had a good deadlift. And then he sent me a message. He's like, yeah, we're changing all of this. And then at first I was like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck do I think he is? Um, but then I started, like, my numbers started going up. And I was like, oh, well. What, what were the tweaks? What, what were you doing before? Um, he had me bring my feet in um, quite a bit. And then really stress, like, rooting, um, making sure we're activating, you know, uh, glutes and hammies. Um, I came to Terry from training with Brian Shaw. And when I trained with Brian, he just has a really wide. Ooh, he brought it up. Well, I'm just saying, because Brian has a really wide stance. And For so anybody that doesn't know, to... Brian Shaw is a four-time world's strongest man. Who that means three-time it's, it's Arnold strongest man class. It's open season now. I can open my Brian Shaw question book. Okay. <laughs> right, go ahead. You were saying, Anthony. But you know, if everybody's everybody's ever watched him deadlift, he is super wide, and I think his just his body cavity is so big that his legs need to go farther out so that when he drops down to initiate that pull off the floor, he has to be wider. And so I just mimicked him, you know, thinking this guy deadlifts a grand, I'm just going to do what this guy does. Um, but that's not my body composition, and everybody's form should be a little bit different to best benefit them, you know, within that lift. Um, so Terry had me change a bunch of stuff with my deadlift and then that transferred to my squats and my overhead and just like learning how to use my body more efficiently um, is something that he was really, really helpful with. Cool. Good stuff. That's really awesome. All right. I got a good one for you. Ready? You ready for this? Yeah. So there's three spots left of the clash. So we have a, we know about a little more than 90% of the roster for the 105 kilos. So right now, most likely some groups will be like five or six people. Who would you be nervous if he, if he was in your group? So I'm going to give you an example. Last year, I always thought that if Richie was in my group, even before we got in, I thought he, for some reason, I just had a feeling that he was going to kind of break out a little bit in that contest. And, I, and I was, of course, I was right. But like, he would make me nervous if he was in my group. But who, who's that for you going into this year? You know, probably one of my best friends I've made in Strongman, and he's been on your podcast, Mike Congdon. He has that, like I said before, like champions will do what others aren't willing to. He has that ability to go there. You know, he's really good at kind of shutting everything else off and like putting on that fight or flight mode. And he just executes. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, I mean, last year at Clash, he placed third in his heat behind Tommy and Richie. Had he, one of those two not been in his heat, it's very realistic he could have made the final. He could have even made the podium. He could have made the podium. You know, so Mike Congdon, I think, has a ton of potential. And, and I mean, not even – I shouldn't even say potential. He's already proved it. You know, but um, I think Mike is, is, is definitely – somebody to look out for i was i would say you guys are almost similar similar builds right kind of similar strengths i would say you're probably a little more static he's probably yeah. a little more moving event uh focused I yeah, yeah. i'm probably a little bit more static he's probably a little bit better at moving events 
Um, but still, you know, that how does that then shake up? But, <laughs> but you guys, but it's like it's a matchup, right? Like um, right. sometimes it just comes down to like who who matches up better. Um, I remember before um 2020 every time I faced kind of Clayton he wasn't generally a bad matchup because he was um just like a, a hair better presser a little faster he was a little taller faster he's a bit loader too so Clayton always gave me um I think he's probably the only one I never beat was uh it was Clayton technically Sean um, I, I, only, I only beat him because he was hurt Oh, are you counting? Are you counting America's Strongest Man 2020? No, I'm counting America's Strongest Man, uh, World Strongest Man 2017. Oh, fuck, that's right. You did a podium, didn't you? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Clayton was Clayton is my uh, what's what's it called? My sacred cow. Maybe maybe he'll come back and we can compete. But sure. we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's. he's he, I think a lot of people want to. I want to bring him on because he's he's on our list to. Uh, he's on our target. I think next, be, our next victim. Well, I think he'd be a good he'd be a good interview. He has a lot of insight to winning. Oh yeah. Um, so I think that those are all my questions. Before we get to the fan questions, do you okay. want to start your segment, or do you want me to start with the fan questions? No, no. I'll give, uh, no but, Wait, which Anthony? I'm talking to Anthony Furman. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I really, honestly, honestly, I have about three or four. I'm going to ask. Nothing too crazy. Um, you have the, the floor. The big one, the big one I want, like, I want to ask about training and, and, and stuff like that is, you know, for me, I think every athlete has a period in their life or a, a time or a contest they're training for that is their favorite and they have a reason for it. So what is yours? What is your favorite period of training in your life? What, if it's a contest specific or just where you were, whatever it is, and why was it your favorite? Probably getting ready for Clash on the Coast. Um, we had just opened Blacklist Gym. I was coaching there. I was doing classes and we had all the equipment that I needed to train for Clash and we had a really great crew. So it was the highest level show I'd ever trained for with a great crew of people in a great facility with great equipment. Um, I just had a great time training for that event. Um, so yeah, probably like the first half of 2021. Was it great or not? I, I you could just clarify that a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. All right, second question. Second. So, as people may or may not know, you are hosting Clash of the 80s. Yes, sir. Our 80 kilo pro show for the, the Clash Pro Strongman. Yeah. What made you take this responsibility on? Because as we discussed, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility on you. Um, it's the first one, the first year of the pros. I mean, you're taking a lot of responsibility on, and mm-hmm. as you know, it's not like I came begging for it. You know, it was very, very, Hey, let's do this type of thing. Right. Yeah. Why? The, the sheer fact that you asked me to do it, I was honored. Um, the fact that you thought enough of me that I'd be able to do something like this, I, I had to do it. You know, like, wh- why would I turn down that opportunity? Like, get out of here. Um, I've always wanted, I, I was the USS State Chair for about three years. So I've run my fair share of shows. I know how, what how goes ma- into it. How many shows have you ran? Maybe like half a dozen. Wow. Oh. Local ones, you know, yeah. local ones. Well, that, that, um, that, that gives me have to be able to do that hard that local hard work type shit you know in order to make it a nice little show so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um 
you know, my day job, I work in project management. So like I do this anyway. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I'm pretty good at making the checklist, making sure we have all the things checked off. Um, we recently secured a venue. Um, we're going to have it at the stadium at Elitch Gardens. Oh, I'm so um, excited. This is the coolest venue Strawman's had in the States in a long time. Any, any Strawman, any level. It's a 5,000 person uh, outdoor amphitheater. I'm hoping we get as full as possible. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen 5,000 people in the States watching a Strongman show. Um, it's but, at a amusement, amusement park, baby. People are going to be interested. Right. And that's They're part be of amused. it. Your entry ticket will get you entry to the event and to the uh, park itself. So we're going to do the 80 kilos uh, in the morning. We'll do that. And then the 105 Clash in the Rockies, we'll do that in the afternoon. So then you kind of have a two, three hour gap where people can go enjoy the park, go on roller coasters, do all that stuff. Um, so I'm hoping the fact that it's like a multifaceted event, we have the 80s in the morning, we have the, the park itself, and then the 105s in the afternoon, that's going to draw more people in. Right. And something I've noticed about Strongman, especially on the local level, like people come, they support their friends, family, stuff like that. But like you need something else. You need something else. Like I hosted a show once and I partnered with um, a, a local dog rescue here and they brought a bunch of puppies in and people went fucking crazy. There was a whole puppies. group of people yes. just following the puppies around all day. You know, we can so make them can... part of the show. We can just like bring the puppies out in between and try to yeah. talk, try and get the, someone to adopt them in between events. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll announce it like, hey, this is, you know, this is Fido the dog. He's available for adoption. Who wants to take him home today? We should give a puppy to the winner. <laughs> we want it. <laughs> That's their trophy. They get a puppy. I can't think of a better trophy, to be honest. I'd be for that. Oh, my um, la- right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, my, my real last question, I mean, those... I mean, there's those are really great answers, so I don't want to hammer things too much. My last question for you, Anthony to Anthony. Forget about yeah. Nick. Okay. Who about wins him. in 2022, Camby or Furman? Camby. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. Ooh, why? Why is that? Why is that? Camby's been on a hot streak. He's a little bit more conditioned in the moment. He doesn't have a broken knee. Yes. I think that Furman has been making some extremely impressive project progress from a static perspective. How is that knee going to hold up in a moving event? Something heavy like a yoke, farmers, sandbag carries? I don't know. Are you, is Furman going to keep up with Camby statically? He probably will. Are you going to move the same way? You tell me. Anthony, you have no idea how high I can fly. I, I mean, I'm aware. Anthony, you don't know how high he can fly. All right, <laughs> I'm aware. I love that. I love that breakdown. Though. Uh, all right, you know, you know what? This is, you know what? Let's change the change the interview. Now it's the roast of Anthony San Lorenzo, where we take shots. Motherfucker! I had a couple people message me on Instagram today and be like, "I hope these are my questions." So, <laughs> so you know what? You know, what? let's let's start that. Um, let's do it. Fair. Yeah, yeah. You, you ready, Anthony? You ready? Yeah, I'm over. I'm over the questions. And, uh, unicorn slipper deadlifter ask, who's your favorite 80 kilo athlete? I mean, because I think, CJ asked the question, of course I have to say CJ. Come on. Uh, who, who's, your second, who's your second favorite? Tommy. Tommy. All right. Same question. Athlete. Same question to you, Anthony. 
Yeah, who's your favorite 80 kilo athlete? Favorite 80 kilo, well, CJ, of course, um, American deadlift championship holder. I, Tom, I gotta, I just gotta concur with him. Those are, pre- that's pretty good too. I mean, Tom as well, he's fucking, he is the 80 class, right? Of course. Yeah, excellent choices. All right, Mike Gonzalez asks, how much marinara is needed for muscles? Four quarts. Four quarts. That's a gallon, right? About a gallon of marinara for muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan F. F asks, when did you start lifting? Um... I started lifting seriously in like middle school. I went to like a real like bodybuilding North Jersey meathead type gym. Um, kind of fell in love with it there. Uh, lifted all through high school. Kind of fell off a little bit in college. And then after college is when I really started lifting competitively. Who, who was your first lifting idol? Just bouncing off that question. Uh, I think everybody starts with either Arnold or Ronnie Coleman. I'll probably say Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's super fair. I'll probably the same yeah. boat. Uh, it depends. It depends if you saw twins first or if you read muscle development first. Mm. That really would for me. That's what it was. Like I saw twins growing up, so it was Arnold for me always. Yeah, I don't read books. <laughs> I know you don't, Candy. All right. The big buff strongman asks, "What's your favorite bagel and cream cheese combo?" Oh, I have a bagel with lots almost every day. Is is that um, what type of bagel? Everything bagel? I do an everything bagel with cream cheese and lox, onions, tomatoes, and capers. I do that. All First off, isn't lox just raw fish? Yes. It's okay, so stop trying to church it up. <laughs> it's smoked salmon. It's yeah. It's it's raw, but they they smoke it, so it tastes a little. So you so you do that every day? Almost every day. Yeah. Is that, is that your breakfast? Like, is that your breakfast before you work out or? uh yeah i'll usually like during the week i'll do that in the mornings and then when i train on the weekends that's like my pre-training meal is i'll have like that sounds delicious so yeah that's, that's a fair meal of mine but it's yeah, i disagree i don't like fish but yeah. I'm i brought one of those to the gym once and a buddy of mine from the south saw me eating it and he was like what is that sushi bagel no, <laughs> somebody sushi. somebody's that's name rhymed with berry perry Barry ba- Baby, he gave me it once and I threw up. He gave you a bagel with lots and you threw up. Yep, I gagged. I didn't well, know what it was. Not, it's not for you then. Yeah, yeah. like I, I didn't know what it was. I just tasted it and it was. I was nope, it wasn't happening. Well, a- any good food is not good. It's not for Anthony. <laughs> I love Applebee's. If it's not, if it's not GMO, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. That's what's going to take me, carry me that extra rep, that extra, extra second faster than you is GMOs. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's um, all the MSG they use at Applebee's. Yep. Is that the place you get like the two for 20 dinner? You're going to do that? Like, Well, it's two for 25 if you want the good food. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Mr. San Lorenzo, Ali Slav asks, um, any diet tips for staying in the weight category that you are? I'm the wrong fucking person to ask that question. Too. Ali, go to a different podcast. This is not that podcast. Put a Rogan with that shit. But speaking of nutrition, uh, Becca Lorch asks, who's your favorite nu- nutrition coach and why is she the best? Obviously, she's speaking about herself. So to make it a challenge, you uh, describe why she's the best in three words. Three words. 
three words, man. That's that's. <laughs> We're saying more than three words right now. Just give it three words. Three words to describe why um, the Lord is the best nutrition coach. Um, counts as a word. Don't say um. Made cut easy. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe. That's uh, pretty good. Yep. Um, and and that and that of course wraps up the of course our fan questions. Thank you for submitting your fan questions. Keep them coming. Those were good ones this week, guys. Let's, let's keep yeah, this going. I know. People want to know. People want to know information. Becca, that was a little self-serving, but it's okay. Exactly. So she got she got her plug, and she'll, she'll listen. Um, <laughs> but, Anthony, what's kind of like – so, of course, um, beginning of the year, 2022 goals. Um, after class, what do you also do you have planned um, for yourself? Like any other competitions, of course, you have the 80-kilo competition that you're promoting, but what else is on the horizon for, for you? And we should keep yes, up. Sir. Um, so I'm hosting the 80 kilo. We're going to do that here August 20th uh, at Elitch Gardens in Denver. Um, and then the 105 uh, Clash in the Rockies in the afternoon. Um, you know, I've never done an OSG. I've never done one. I would really like to do that this year. This is the year, especially if you don't want to win. Right. Well, you know what? If I could come in third behind the two of you, I'm okay with that. Man, you get, okay you with get that. in line. He's like Tommy Sharp wants a, yeah, wants everyone, a shot at everyone it. Everyone wants a, a piece of us, Camby. And, and you don't mm-hmm. even you, you don't forget about like don't disrespect the Chad Curians and the Justin Loys of the world too, and even McKeegan. They, they're all as hungry for it. And if if we can, if Isaac Mays talk about coming back for it, if we could talk Clayton into coming back. We can make this a blowout, like a fun blowout weekend. Like everybody gets to lose to me at once, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's all gonna come down to the events it doesn't matter i'll win whatever except truck pull no truck pulls why mm-hmm. i'm just so bad at them i can't figure it out okay we all I've, done, I've done them across the world you know, <laughs> it'd be fun if, if it'd be fun if you mix in a max in there because they're always very moving oriented or uh, i would love a max headlifts that'd be really cool or or even like if they did like side to side um, reps, that'd be cool. Yeah, bring that back a little bit. Um, hell, honestly, I wouldn't even mind a max press because I'm not, I'm no candy, but I ain't gonna take less than probably fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. So oh, that'd be fun. Max uh, bag boss, that'd be nice. <laughs> but uh, Anthony, where can uh, where can our fan- friends and family find you? Uh, my Instagram is underscore muscles marinara. Um, I should probably post more on there. Um, no, you shouldn't. What, stay, stay away from the girl. You want to see more of your face? More of my face. Um, well, I train at Iron Titan Gym here in Denver. Um, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. So if anyone wants to talk to what's me, your, or what's your questions. what's your phone number so the, all these people can call you? How about they message me on Instagram first? No, we, we put the phone call. number down in the no, comments so they we're can. We're gonna do it. We'll put a phone number and also and, and your home address and blood type. And vaccination status. Which you? Which your mom's maiden name? That's a lot of. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> what, was, what was the name of your first dog? Enzo. Oh my god! Stop it. You say Enzo. This is the last four letters of my last name. Well, Anthony, th- thank you for stopping by, and then, but I'll see everybody next time on the Winner Circle Podcast. Where Thanks winners win me, and losers go home. All right, let Anthony have the last word. Anthony, have the last word. Uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast, and uh, hopefully we see you guys in South Carolina. Hell yeah. All right, yeah.